listening to Abiding Hope Church's podcast of our weekly sermons. For more information about our church, please visit abidinghope.org. The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the sixth chapter. Then Jesus looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Humanity. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy. For surely your reward is great in heaven, for that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. But I say to you that listen, Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. The Gospel of the Lord. So I have a secret to share. It's actually not really a secret because it's something that we've all seen. We, we see it all the time. You saw it on your way in, on the trees and the leaves. You saw it with the sunrise a little bit later today. You saw it as grains are harvested. You saw it with every, with every turning of the season. We see it constantly. And it's this, that everything in creation, everything in the universe, across the stars and galaxies, we live in a cycle, a cycle of birth, life, fruitfulness, decay, and death and rebirth. It's the pattern of everything. It's the pattern of what we see everywhere we look. Every seed that we plant in the ground dies there and then is born and brings about life and it gives what it has and then it comes to the end and it decays and it comes apart. But then the next season, there it is again. Every year, I have these tulip bulbs that I never planted come shooting up out of my ground, and I go, there they are again. I have nothing to do with those plants whatsoever. I have this one place in my yard. There's this group of rocks, and every year, these gorgeous, big green stalks come out, and then these bright orange flowers shoot up with these big, dark centers to them, and they're gorgeous. And one day I was out there and this lady walked by and she said, oh my gosh, what do you do to make that happen? I said, I stared at him. (laughs) Nothing. And then about a week later, the petals start to come off 
they begin to kind of sag. And then eventually I have to clear them away. And they're gone. And then the next year, guess what? Boing! Out they come again. Everything is in a cycle of this birth, life, fruitfulness, decay, death, and rebirth. Did you know that you are literally made out of dead stars? And I don't mean this metaphorical or poetic. I mean literally the stuff of the galaxies and stars that have long since died exist. Their very atoms and molecules exist inside you. You are made of the stuff of dead stars reborn inside you. Every, every child that is born is like you're participating in the miracle of creation. That actual fission is happening inside your body. It's, it's just mind-blowing. You become a little nuclear reactor. There is a cycle from which we are constantly living in. And everywhere we see, everywhere we look, this cycle is replayed over and over and over again. I was at uh, the Pine Ridge Reservation, and there was this really brilliant man there, this really brilliant man. who uh, His name is Basil Braveheart. He's well into his 90s. He's a good friend of Richard Rohr. And he, um, he, he's, this, he's a Korean War veteran, Roman Catholic, native spiritual healer physicist is who he is. And what you do is you, when, uh, when you sit with um, the Lakota people, you don't make eye contact with the leaders. So you sit and you look down at your lap and you sit like this. Like in our culture, respect means you give eye contact. So everybody's giving me good eye contact. It's how we do. It's how we listen as we give eye contact. If this was a Lakota place, the person speaking, everybody's heads would just be down and you would just be listening. That's a sign of respect. And so Basil Braveheart was sitting at the end of the table and we're all just kind of gathered around, all kind of staring at our laps and listening to him saying some of the most mind-blowing things you've ever, you've ever heard. Like he said, imagine the universe as a circle by which there is no circumference by which that means every single one of us shares the center of the universe at the same time. Mind-blowing things. And, and he said this really brilliant thing. He said, you white people came to, the, to, to our place and you accused us of worshiping the trees. But all we did is we looked at the tree and we saw birth and life and fruitfulness and decay, and death, and then resurrection. Every year we saw the same thing. How dare you for not seeing Jesus in the tree? Right? I mean, this cycle, it, 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 so it should not be a surprise to us. It should not be a surprise to us that we live within this constant rhythm of life and fruitfulness and rest and decay, that we should not be surprised that this is a part of the life in which we are called to live. But yet there is some part of us that thinks that we're going to live forever, Right? Isn't that a little lie we tell ourselves? Like if we eat right, we exercise, we do what we need to, that we're all going to, we're just, I'm going to live forever. You see, I have, a, I have a, um, a New Year's resolution for 2023, which is I'm not going to get to my insurance deductible because my body's falling apart. And this is the second year in a row I've gotten to my insurance deductible. I mean, two years ago, I'm out for a run. I've been running for years. I've run marathons. I've run Boston. I was captain of the cross-country team in college. I've been running, stretching, taking care of myself, fit. I eat pretty well. And I'm just running along the sidewalk. I didn't trip. I didn't stumble. I didn't step on anything. There was no squirrel that came out. And then my knee went, bang. 
And then later I'm sitting there after surgery, carving out the meniscus, figuring out what's going on. I go to the doctor and I said, doc, what did I, what happened? Like I didn't trip, I didn't fall, I didn't do anything. I stretch, I take care of myself. He's like, how old are you? (laughs) And I'm like, 48, he's at, that's it. Injury by turning 48. I mean, I was, just, I was just helping a lady with her, I was rock climbing and I hurt my finger and I thought I was better and I was just helping this lady with her inner tube when suddenly I pull my, I, I break my tendon. My body is betraying me right before you. That no matter how hard I work, yeah, I'm not alone, right? How many of y'all feel that? <laughs> yeah, you feel that. That we don't get out of it. That the cycle, it's who we are. We all get to be a part of it. My uh, intern supervisor is from Tullahoma, Tennessee, and he, he used to say, Jay, he had this great s- southern accent. He used to say this, Jay, you smell worse than a vulture on a gut truck. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my, but one of the things he always said, Jay, this thing that you're in, it's a ticket we all punched when we were born and none of out of it. We're all gonna die. But the trick is, We're also all reborn. That's the good news. See, I honestly think that in today's, in this text that we're reading about Jesus, we tend to read it as like, there's blessings and there are curses, and we want to make sure we stay in the blessings place and we stay out of the woes place. And we kind of think like, here are the blessed people and here are the woe people, and the woe people are bad and the blessed people are good, and and we we immediately go to that kind of category. But that's not at all what Jesus says in this text. It's not at all what Jesus says. What Jesus is just generally saying is that, You who mourn now, you who saw a name on our screen and you grieve, good news, you will laugh again. It's not the end of the story. And you who are full, who have everything you want, someday, someday you're going to experience pain and emptiness. Do you hear that? Do you hear the difference? That those who are living in the midst of blessing, Jesus is just reminding them that that's not the end of the story. After fruitfulness comes decay and death. But then also for those who are in woes and who are experiencing death and pain, good news, that's not the end of the story. There's rebirth and life and fruitfulness. We live within this cycle. We live in blessings and woes. How many times have you been doing something? You're like, this is the best. And then it suddenly went. <laughs> how many? Everybody, right? And how many of you been doing something? You're like, oh, I never want to do this again. And suddenly you're like, this is awesome. Right? Everything. How many of you in long-term relationships, whether romantically or friends, have seen that relationship really great and struggle? Positive. And everything lives in cycles, everything. And we see this even in Jesus. We see this even in the Christ, who as God lived into the cycle with us, reminded us that the cycle, that God is a part of the cycle. That Jesus, when Jesus was a part of our universe, was fully human. Wasn't like, I mean, we have this like weird thing, like the Franco Zeffirelli film where Jesus looks a little, I don't know, high or something. It's kind of like, oh, like, like kind of not human, but kind of oh, like this whole, whole time. 
No, Jesus was fully human. It says, when, when, you know, the birth of Jesus, we sing that song, Away in the Manger, no crying he makes. If your baby's not crying, go to the hospital. There's a problem. Of course he cried when he was born. He was a baby. I think that's, we just don't want to think of Jesus being human. You want me to really blow your mind? It's a little crass, but it's true. Jesus pooped. <laughs> right? Right? Did you, was your mind blown? I mean, we tend to think of like Jesus is above it all, but Jesus lived the fullest human experience, which meant that Jesus wept when his friends died. Jesus cried. Jesus laughed when they told jokes. Jesus got mad. And Jesus was extremely happy and went to parties. And to show us what the cycle fully looks like, Jesus even died. That living a life in such a way that, 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 that others could barely comprehend, Jesus died. And then to show us the cycle was resurrected. As a reminder that all of us, all of us, and we shouldn't be surprised. Why are we surprised by the resurrection? Why are we like, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard? We see it all the time in every tree, in every plant, in every sunrise, in every season, in every dying star and reborn stars. You know that there are universes being born right now. We should not be surprised. And it's the cycle that we are all a part of. So here's the thing. The question isn't, so the question for today's thing is, how do we stay in the land of blessings and avoid the land of woes? Do you get to do that? No. No. We live in the cycle. So the question isn't, how do we do one or the other? The question is, how do we live regardless of our circumstance? Do you hear that? How do we live in the midst of feeling a time of blessings, knowing that this time and this season will end? How do we live in a season of woe and pain? How do we live? We should be living the full life that Christ is calling us to regardless of our circumstance. Amen? That there is something about, even in the deepest, darkest pain that we have, to know that joy is on the horizon to live a life of generosity and fullness and bringing life upon life regardless of where I am in this particular moment. To know that there are two great lies that we tell ourselves. One is that things are always gonna get better and the other is that things will only get worse. That both of those are lies. That we will always be a part of that. So how do we live? How do we live? Jesus answers that in the text today. Jesus says love. Even your enemies, even those who hurt. When you see somebody hungry and in pain, give to them. And don't do it because, well, let me, let me see where my blessings are at. And if I'm in the right space, then I'm going to give. No, it's do that regardless of your circumstance, regardless of where you are in life. Live that way that, that, that brings life out. To do to others what they would have do to you Imagine if I were to say, I'm going to be kind to you only if it's a good day. Right? To live the life, the life that God is calling us to, means to honor and know the circumstance we're in, but then not let that govern how we live. Are you with me? When in this last Sunday before our commitment, weekend next weekend and when we're thinking about living the generous life it's really easy to kind of say where am I right now and how am I going to respond out of my current circumstance 
It's really easy to do that. I get that. I get that. And there is a reality to that that we need to pay attention to. But, but if we let our current circumstance only be that measure by which we are moving forward, I think we're doing a disservice to the wholeness of the picture of God. To be thinking, how can I be generous even in my grief? How can I be generous even in my pain? How can I be generous when, my, when life is beautiful? How do I live the full generous life? And how do I extend myself out? For I'm telling you, no matter where you are in your circumstances, we have people in this world who need you. Partners in Haiti, in India, on the Pine Ridge Reservation and beyond who need us. Did you know that we pay the poor out of our budget? We spend 30 to 40% of our budget on people and we help support organizations that are gonna help move the needle and make a difference in the light and we will pay them before we pay our staff here at Abiding Hope. We don't give them what's left. We give them what's important. That's what we're about here at Abiding Hope. That is our vision and values, that we want to see people thrive. And we've got, we're going to be fine, Pastor Doug. We're going to be fine. The people in Haiti don't have that option. The people in India may not have that option. The people in Pine Ridge need reconciliation. We have to be a part of that. I'll be fine. So, when I, so as you go into this last week and as you go into thinking about Forward and Faith next week and our Commitment Sunday, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go home and I don't want you to think about your blessings. I want you to think about your woes. A time when you've been in pain. And then I want you to think about who was there. How were you blessed? How were you cared for in that moment? Who was there? Who got to be the light of God shining for you in a dark time for you? Who was that example? And then in honor of them, extend that generosity outward to say, I want to be generous as they were to me. I want you to be taking that home and making that courageous decision to put that foot forward and say, we, we here at Abiding Hope believe that we are called to do great things in this world and in this community. We believe that we're creating a culture of life and love for all people in this community. And we think it's so important, so important that we want everyone to be a part of it. Amen? So make that courageous decision this week. Consider your generosity journey and help support us in making that mission happen. Regardless of where you are, regardless of your circumstance, how, how are we called to be courageous, to be generous? I invite you to pray with me. Lord God, you have called your servants to ventures of which we cannot see the ending on paths as yet untrodden, through perils unknown. Give us faith to go out in good courage, not knowing where we go, but only that your hand is leading us and your love supporting us. In the name of love, whose name is Jesus. Amen.